God is good, amen. I hope you're blessed today. I mean, I just had a good time in the Lord worshiping, amen. I thank God for His presence. And it's always good to be in the house of the Lord, amen. We're always there to worship Him. I think the most thing that the Lord's been speaking to my heart about, more emphasis on worship. I don't know. It's, it's, I see so many Christians that are miserable, and it ought to not be. I find rest in the presence of the Lord. I'm, I'm, listen, I'm serious. I found rest in the presence of the Lord. And I find peace in His presence. It's like I was saying this morning, sometimes we have our minds worried about so many things. And so troubled. And the Lord keeps saying, son, what are you worried about? My God, can't you trust me? Haven't I pulled you through so many times? That old human nature wants to doubt God. Amen. Oh, what a shame. What a shame. What a shame. You remember I'd given you my little prayers of peace? I want to read it to you again, okay? And I, I believe we need to go over it one more time. It's not what I'm preaching this morning, but I, I have it in front of me. Because, you know, heaven's close. <laughs> I believe that. The Lord's been speaking to my heart about, about His coming. And many times I wonder, what, what, what am I going to gain by going to heaven? Oh, but if you'd only know. If you'd only know. <laughs> The treasures that are waiting for us in glory. Amen. I want to preach about heaven this morning. You want to hear this? I want to preach about a home that is so wonderful. I went to, went to uh, the funeral home this, this Friday and I saw a young man die. Well, he's dead. He's gone. That, does, that shouldn't have to be in the world we're living in. More young people are dying more than ever. It's outpacing the older people. Death is all around us. And many are not going to heaven. Many don't understand who God is. Many don't understand the peace of God and the, the thing that God has prepared for us. Let me read this to you. I read this, I wrote this the other day, and I was just looking at scriptures and, and, and kind of piecing it together. I'm just kind of. I was just taking pieces of scriptures. I'm not trying to ignore the rest. But what I felt stuck, stuck out the most. And I'm going to read this to you. This is what the, uh, I was praying. Lord, you said in your word that we are, we are to lift our eyes toward the heavens from which our help comes from. Our help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. Whose throne is in the heavens. Your word, you said, cast all your cares upon me or him. Your word says this, for he carried for you in 1 Peter 5, 7. Let not your heart be troubled. <laughs> John 14, 1. Let your peace rule in our hearts. Colossians 3, 15. You will keep us in Perfect peace, my Lord, whose mind is stayed on you. You, be, you because, he tr because we trusted in, in you, Isaiah 26, 3. Keep my soul, O Lord, and deliver me, Psalms 25, 20. You said in Philippians 4, 6, be anxious for nothing. And in Psalms 4, 8, I will both lay me down in peace and sleep. And in and, and, and Psalms 143, verse 6, my soul longed for you like a thirsty land. Philippians 4:16, you, my God, shall supply all my needs according to your riches in glory. <laughs> and, and, and you know what? You're reading this stuff and you're saying, is this God's word? Is this God's word? In Psalms 37, 39, you are my, our strength in a time of trouble. Psalms 119, verse 168, great peace have those who love your law. Your word says, do not worry about your life, what you shall eat or what you shall drink, 
or what you shall put on, about your body, what you shall put on. You said, look at the birds of the air. They need to sow, nor do they reap, nor gather into barns. Yet your heavenly Father feeds them. How much better are you than a bird? Mm. You said the first. You said to first seek the kingdom of heaven and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about the things of itself. Matthew chapter 6, and you can read from verse 25 to 34. John 14, 27. Peace I leave with you. <laughs> My God. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you. Not as the world give it do I give to you. He said, neither let your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. That's the word of God. And everything in that passage is that I just read you is, is a word. It's the promise that God gave to you as a believer. The world is troubled right now. It's not my world, okay? The world is going upside down. They don't know what to do with themselves. Death and suicide and sex and drugs and perversion. But it's not your world. Come on, somebody. I'm not trying to say put your head in the sand. I'm just saying that that shouldn't trouble you because you're going to a better place, right? Excuse me a minute. Uh, I need to sneeze. <laughs> I'll get it out. <coughs> Excuse me. Philippians 3.14, real quick. How many still believe the Bible? Okay. Hallelujah. Philippians. We're living in a time where heaven's not talked much about no more. When you look around you and you see what we see today in society, and you look at that and it gets you fearful, it gets you fretful, it, it makes you doubt God. I was looking at a, a very important, it was, a, it was a, 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 a thing on YouTube, matter of fact, uh, and I was telling Chucky him that, I said, and Ray, I said, you know, there's a major prophecy fix that's taking place right now. You know, in the book of Revelations, it talks about the Euphrates River drying up. To set the land dry so the kings of the east could come and attack Israel. It's never happened before. I was watching the video and I said, it's about dried up. In a time now that we see, why, why now? Why now? Why today? It, uh, Turkey and Iran, if you ever studied the Euphrates River, Turkey and Iran, the river connects both of the, uh, the, the nations. And, and Turkey is built a dam there. And they, they, they're fixing to cut the water off. And they're fixing it. And listen, that's going to happen during the tribulation. It's gonna, listen, God has laid everything out for us. See, he's not giving us, he's not leaving us in the dark. Because he said he would come back. I've never seen so much death in my whole life. I've never seen so much chaos in my whole life. Famines and earthquakes and, and, and things that are happening. You know, we, 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 can, we can look, you know, like in Africa, for instance. I mean, that is the most stricken, most diseased, most famine place on this planet. And, I, and a poor little girl, I was watching her. She was, they were trying to raise money for, uh, I guess, some people for them, for them to eat. And she, my God, I said, and she's crying. All she could say, I want my daddy. He ain't around. Where's my daddy? He ain't around. She swore, starving to death. They were digging in a, in, 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 in a dump heap to try to find something to eat. Picking up a few cans. Maybe they can make a dollar today to buy them something to eat. And it's gone. It's getting more rapid. I've seen about the, the famines, that, the, 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 um, 
the rivers, Mississippi River, uh, uh, look in the east over there, uh, uh, the Colorado River, uh, right, right in, uh, in Egypt, they was talking about a river that is a big commercial river. They can't pass, it's all drying up. The Euphrates, major uh, commerce rivers that, that you, you put food down, they, they bring supplies and, and things that they need for man to survive is all drying up. But Jesus said it would happen. There would be pestilence, earthquakes, famines, and divers. And listen, it's happening, just like he said. He's coming back. <laughs> he's coming back, and he's coming back to get his church. And he's going to bring us to heaven. And we're going to live with him. And I'm going to come back to rule and reign with him after the seven-year tribulation is over. God has promised this in his word. So I want to encourage you as you go on with your Christian life, not just today. Think about heaven. Think about going home. Think about, think about leaving this place. And being with God and his son Jesus for everlasting peace. Never to struggle again. Never to see defeat. Oh my God. Never to see defeat. Never to see, see death again. Always in the presence of the Lord. Heaven's real. And it's ours. It's ours. Amen? Amen. Verse 14 says this. I didn't even get to my spot already. I pressed toward the goal or the mark. Of the, for the prize of the high calling or upward calling of God in Christ Jesus. Press toward the mark. What is that mark, y'all? That mark is heaven. You want to hear, well done and good and faithful servant. Welcome into, welcome into the, to the joy of the Lord. Come in. I've prepared a place for you. That where I am, there may you be also. God has spoken to the church. He's telling you today, don't look to the world for peace because it ain't going to happen. Don't look to man or governments or even religion for peace. It ain't going to happen. We have a hope. Y'all, come on, Holy Ghost. We have a hope that we're going to be with Jesus. Come on, Jesus. None of this stuff should bother us. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Believe in God. Believe also before in my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I wouldn't have told you. I got a place in heaven, Yvette. Mom, I got a place in heaven. I got a place Jesus is preparing for me. And my house is going to make the, the White House look like an odd house. <laughs> Come on, somebody. The stories are true. It's real. Heaven is real. Why would you want to stay here? Come on, somebody. My God. Why would you want to stay in a place where death and sickness and disease and wars and famines and, and, and pestilence and everything else I could possibly think of? Do you know man has the power with one finger to obliviate every life on this planet? Push one button, one nut that hates God and hates God's creation can end life on this planet as we know it. Thank God it's not going to happen because God won't let it happen. But I believe that's going to be some nuclear changes. I believe that's going to be disease. I believe that's one scripture in the Bible I remember reading where they're going to be standing and the sockets of their eyes are going to burn out of their sockets. Their tongue's going to burn out of them before they even hit the ground. What, what can cause that? A nuclear bomb. Standing up on their feet before they hit the ground, everything in their inner body, their body's gonna draw, gonna burn up. Oh my God. I don't wanna be here. Come on, Jesus. I wanna go home, man. I wanna go meet Jesus. Heaven is real. Man, I, I'm excited. I don't know about y'all. I'll, I'll preach to myself. Hallelujah. It's real. Do you realize most of the world don't have that hope? 
Do you realize most of, the, most of the world don't have a hope of eternal life? They just look to see what they can do today. What they can, they can make for themselves in the earth today. <laughs> Man, I'm, I'm feeling it. <laughs> I'm feeling it. 1 Corinthians chapter 9. Turn with me there for a minute. I want to excite you, praise God. I want you to get excited about heaven. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. I said it's coming. <laughs> Thank God for heaven. I'm glad I'm not going to be here <laughs> when all this stuff's going to take place. But you're going, to have to, you're going to have to run this race with Christ. You're going, to have to, you're going to have to fight a good fight. The devil's not going to sit back and let you go into heaven. He's going to try to steal it from you. He's going to try to rob you of your hope and your faith. That's what he wants to do. That's his, that's, that's his job. To lie to you, to destroy your faith, to destroy your hope, to take everything out of you that God put in. He wants it out. He, he'll kill you as, as, as quick as he can to get it out of you, praise God. That's how he is. He has no hope. I heard this years ago. And <laughs> this makes him mad. When he's going to remind you of your past, remind him of his future. <laughs> the, the, the lake of fire. Where he's going to spend eternity. For his evil ways, his evil, listen, he tries to condemn us, but you need to remind him what is coming his way. He, he, you need to remind him, listen, don't be scared to talk to the devil. Tell him where to get off. Tell him he's a liar. Tell him you ain't going to kill my children like you was singing this morning. You're not going to take my family. You're a liar, Satan. I have power over you, the Bible says. God has given me that authority over you. You ain't going to do what you claim you're going to do. You can't do nothing to me unless God permits it. But so many Christians are throwing their weapons out their window. Praise God. They think a weapon is just going to church. And that's fine. That's great. But that's not all it is. They think uh, defeating the devil is belonging to a denomination. Or sitting on some preacher. That's not it. The weapon is given to you. And that weapon is your faith in Jesus. And with that weapon comes authority. Because God has given you, my God, I feel it. God has given you power over all the powers of the enemy. Don't let the devil steal from you. Sure, it might look dim and gloomy right now. But you know what? If you stand, you're going to have victory. Victory comes to those that have faith in God. Whose mind is stayed, my Lord, is stayed on Jesus. Whose peace rests upon the word of God. Not in man. Not in man. Not in, not in preachers. Not in churches. Turn with me to Mark. Did I read it? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, yeah, verse 24. Do you not know that those who run in a race? Come on. Chapter 9, verses 24, 1 Corinthians. You have to earn this. Jesus gives it to you through the cross. Understand that? But we have to maintain that faith. I don't want to shock you, but Jesus can't make you believe. Come on, Holy Ghost. You have to accept and apply and stand on His Word. That's it. That's, that's how faith is applied. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Why do you come to church? To hear the Word of God. You ain't coming to hear me. You come to hear the Word of God, right? Why do you worship? Because you want to get in this presence where you can find victory. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. You have to run the race. You have to run this, listen, you're not going to get it by sitting at your house in your chair and saying, I'm going to heaven. You have to run your race. You have to run expecting to win. Listen, I told somebody, even if I don't come out first, as long as I finish. Come on, Jesus. 
It's not how, how, how popular you are, how great spiritual you are. In somebody. Finish the race. Run to obtain the prize. Because everybody that runs this race is going to have a crown. Come on, Holy Ghost. <laughs> everybody that runs this race, it don't matter who finishes first or last, but you run to obtain it. You run to obtain the crown that God is going to give us when we get to glory. We're all going to be wearing one. We're going to have that robe of righteousness on us. Praise God. Huh? Man, I can't wait to that day. I remember old Brother Coon, man. He used to, he, what, what he used to the elephant two-step. Brother Mike, he'd do the elephant two-step. You remember that? I could about imagine how, 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 how intense it is right now with him. Praise God. He might be doing the elephant flip. <laughs> <laughs> That back and forth thing, that's all I'd see him do. You remember that? He has got his reward. He's wearing his crown. I don't personally believe he's worried about much going down. There's too much joy up there to worry about what's happening down here. Come on, Holy Ghost. When you're going to go to heaven, you ain't going to worry about what's going on down here. That's just excitement and joy. Every day, every day, just rejoicing and thanking the Lord. You're with the Lord. You're with him. My God. What a place that'll be. Come on. When my Savior I'll see. I can finish this song. <laughs> I forgot. I'm on his face. And he saved me by his grace. Anyway, y'all know what I'm talking about. Praise God. God is good. Heaven's on the way. Press toward the mark. Run the race. Run the race. You got to run. You got to run. My Lord, I'm, I'm sounding like a broken record. You have to run the race. Listen, <laughs> I'm going to tell you, I, don't, I can't run too fast no more, but I can still move a little bit. It don't yet appear what we're going to be, the Bible says, but when it comes, we're going to be like him, right? Jesus is glorified. Jesus is glorified. His, the glory of God is all over. He can walk through walls, amen? He can do many, many things. I'm going to have a body just like him, amen? Come on. No sickness will attack a glorified body. No death can attack a glorified body. <laughs> Woo! I'm waiting for that day, praise God. My, Jane, you better want to worry about your knee. It ain't going to hurt no more. <laughs> Shoulder won't bother me no more. <laughs> Listen, praise God. Listen, hey, if you want to live in heaven, live next to Bowen. Because <laughs> you're going to know heaven is heaven when you hear him. He's on Shouting Avenue, praise God. Oh, that got a mouth on him, praise God. <laughs> I believe God put it there. <laughs> Listen, you can hear Bowen a mile down the road, man. <laughs> God is good. Run the race. Run the race. It goes on, it says in verse 20, and everyone who completes or finishes for the prize is, come on. In all things, be temperate. In all things, now, now they do it not to obtain a perishable crown, not one that's made by a man, but an imperishable crown. The crown I have will never see rust. It'll never fade away, Chucky. Listen to me, brother. It'll never go dull. It'll always shine like, a, like a, the brightness of the sun, praise God. That's how the kind of crown God gives to his children. Victory, victory, victory. Victory in Christ Jesus. Victory in heaven. We worship Him with the Lord. You might be saying, well, I've been feeling real down lately and real low. Don't, don't get down and low. Remember, your Lord's coming. And remember, He's coming for you. And He's going to raise you up. Going to take you from this earth. I'm believing I'm going in the rapture. I was thinking about the other day about I'm going to die. When I, so I ain't thinking about dying anymore, praise God. Listen, the Lord said, you stop that. Don't, don't, don't even think about death. Think about life. I'm coming. My Lord, I'm getting excited. <laughs> I'm coming. I'm coming back for you, Lanny Hayes. I'm coming back for y'all. He's coming for his church. Press toward the mark of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Turn with me to Revelations real quick. Verse chapter 21. I like this verse. I like this verse. <laughs> Ooh, this tells a lot about what we're going to be experiencing up there. Verse 21. Chapter 21 of Revelation. 
Verse 4. I'm sorry. I'm getting so excited. I'm forgetting about the verse. <laughs> There's going to be a time when Jesus is coming back for his church. Okay. I'm a personal believer in a pre-trip pre rapture. I believe he's coming before the seven years tribulation. Because God has not appointed us unto wrath. I, years ago, I, I, I was examining my spirit. What, did, what, what is the tribulation? It's the time of Jacob's trouble, the Bible says. Time God de deals with Israel. But it's also a time to let sin destroy itself. You ever heard of that before? Listen, sin's going to be rapid during the tribulation period. Many things are going to be going on. There are people be saved. Those that didn't give their lives before the rapture is going to be saved. But there's going to be iniquity on every corner. There'll be death and sin. and I mean, listen, the Bible says there was going to be some demons that were going to be loose out of the great river Euphrates, as a matter of fact. That's one of the reasons why they believe one of the drying up the Euphrates. And then they're there right now. And they're going to go and afflict man. They're going to torture man. A third of the earth is going to be killed by these people, these things. You see, listen, I don't want to be there for that. Come on, somebody. They said the blood is going gonna, it's gonna to be so horrible. I mean, fish are going to die in the oceans. Blood's going to run over the, the land. Things are going to die. I mean, things are going to dry up. I mean, famine and pestilence is going to be so not, not it, It'd be nothing more than what we see today, a whole lot more. Probably triple the more that we see today. It's going to be on a worldwide scale. But after that tribulation, God's going to come back. And he's going to set up his kingdom on this earth. Jesus is coming to rule and reign. And we're coming back with him. So when you get to heaven, you're coming back. And you're going to rule and reign with Christ for 1,000 years. Come on, somebody. Jesus is going to be on there. Everything's going to be perfect. There will be no, 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 no death. There will be no sin. I mean, people still have problems with sin because they're not being glorified yet. But Jesus will be ruling. But for us that are ruling with him, there will be no death or sin. The world's going to be at peace. Every mouth's going to be fed. Everything's going to be dealt with. Christ is going to handle it at all. There will be no, none of this stuff we see today. But at the end of those thousand years, Satan, which was locked up in his prison, for thou will loose again for a short season. And he's going to go out and deceive the world again. Now, I thought about that over. I said, why in the world would we want to... Not follow Christ after a thousand years of peace and glory and, and, and everything possible that we can have on, on the earth. Why would we want? That's the human heart. There are people that don't want to rebel against him. And the Lord's going to judge Satan and put him in the lake of fire. And I'm just making the long story short. And now, after, after he's going to have the great white throne judgment. And that's where every soul... Of every human being that ever lived on this planet is going to stand up and be judged. And the ones that rebelled are going to be thrown into the lake of fire. See, hell's only a storing place. People don't realize that. God's going to pull every soul out of hell and then going to cast them into the lake of fire. Where the devil and the false prophet. And he's going to bring down a new kingdom on this earth. It's going to be a new Jerusalem. And he's going to bring it down. His Bible says it's going to be 1,500 miles wide, 1,500 miles high, and 1,500 miles long. I can't picture that. <laughs> but you know, America from coast to coast is about 1,500 miles. That's what it said. That's what you know, about 1,500 miles from coast. As long as America is, both ways. And I thought about that. I said, man, what a kingdom that's going to be. Verse 21 says this in chapter uh, 4. All things are made new. Or the earth is going to be refined. God's going to restore the earth back to where it was. And there'll be, there'll be just, everything will be made new. I personally don't see, you're going to see these tall buildings. That's just me. I don't believe you're going to see all the men's structures that you see. I believe God's going to destroy that. And what he did in Adam and Eve, 
when he created Adam, that's what it's going to look like. It's going to be a new heaven and a new earth. Verse 4 says this. And God will wipe away every tear. <laughs> Come on, somebody. You know, there's a lot of tears. We think about that Leah, Brother Harris's daughter that lost her son. That little lady's crying today. Her, heart, her heart's torn out of her, man. She's, she's sweaty, wiping tears today, I know. I saw her the other day, and I said, man, that's hard. Think about Boogie being in that place, or my kids, or, you know what I'm saying? I said, well, we, we don't know. We don't know the hurt that people feel when they lose a child. And we look at that stuff, you know, that ain't going to be there anymore. He's going to wipe away every tear. <laughs> Come on, somebody. Every tear from our eyes. And he says, and there shall no more be death. <laughs> no sorrow. No, no, no crying. No, no crying. There shall be no more pain. For the former things have passed away. All things are new. No death, no sin, no pain, no hurt, no tears. Do you want to live in that place? I sure do. <laughs> and they won't be worried about a devil because he won't be there anymore. He'll be cast into the lake of fire forever and ever. Sin won't be a problem anymore because there won't be a devil to tempt you to sin. God has given us a place of refuge in heaven. There's a time we're fixing to meet the Lord. We're fixing to get there. Heaven's, heaven's there. I believe... I believe People have been saying that, I don't know, I just look, I'm looking at putting pieces together what I'm seeing all over the world, and I'm seeing what the Bible is saying. See, 20 years ago, we didn't have what we have today. And 20 years ago, we didn't see the things that we see today that would, would put us in that place. But if you look hard enough and you start studying the way the earth is and, and the way things are happening, we're there. Our own country is fixing to lose its freedoms. The things that we take for granted every day. One of them is the freedom of religion. You might be put to death for worshiping God like you did this morning. Oh, not in America. Don't tell me that. Don't listen. Do you know India? It's one of the paganistic nations on the planet was a Christian nation. Because somebody put their Bible down. Somebody started believing a lie somewhere. And it spread like wildfire. They got like 300-something different gods in India right now. Maybe more. Because somebody stopped believing God. The cry is made out. He's coming. I believe we're in the time, the great falling away. I see a lot of people I thought would have never fell. They ain't serving God today. They won't even go in the church. You don't see them praying. They sound just like the world. People that once wept at an altar. Come on, somebody. somebody. People that once cried to God for mercy, saw God do great things in their lives and walk out. I believe we're in that season. But Paul said it was going to be a great falling away. You know, people have no desire to go to church no more. People have no desire to serve God. People have no desire to pray. People have no desire to read the, the word. No desire to, to get in God's presence. We're in, I don't, listen, I'm not giving up this. And that's only me, okay? As a Christian, I have that promise that every tear I ever wept is going to be dried out. There will be no pain, no suffering, no hurt in this place. All you'll have to do all day long is worship God and eat at God's table. Come on, somebody. Eat of that tree of life freely. Live forever. My God, I don't know if you're feeling that. No, no death. No pain. No tears. No loss. No, no, come on, somebody. No fears. No temptations. Not after to watch another loved one die. Not after to watch a, a, a loved one perish. 
You want to watch cancer eating people's bodies alive? Or diseases on every corner? I don't know how many diseases they got in the world, but it's a lot. And everybody is dying. I was looking at uh, the stuff about that. Uh, you had shown me that the young, couple of young ladies that had died just last week. They couldn't have been 25, 30 years old. I said, how? They look so vibrant. They look so healthy. Satan hates them. That's why. Satan hates God's creation. He hates you. He doesn't love you. He wants you dead. He can't do it. <laughs> listen to me. People say, "Why is it? listen, Satan can't kill you unless God gives him permission to. Right? I wonder why I'm still alive. Check your serious. All them young boys I went to school with, listen, I can count about 80% I'm them dead. Dead. Well, the boys we used to run around with and have fun with, they ain't here no more. A lot of them died on drugs. Some committed suicide, alcohol, alcohol disease. Some dying of cancers. And, and it, why am I still here? Because <laughs> Satan can't touch me without God saying he can. And evidently, he has still a purpose in my life, and he has a purpose in your life. And I'm going to see heaven, right? I'm going to see heaven, and I'm, I'm praying. I'm not got much love, but I'm, I'm just going to try to encourage you. Look toward the mark. Press toward the mark. Straight is the gate. It narrows the way that leads to righteousness, and few there be. There's not going to be millions and millions of people that's going to be raptured up. It's going to be very few. It's going to be very few. You know why? Out of the percentage of the earth, yeah. But we will be raptured up. Coda Homes, Full Gospel Church, and the people here will be raptured up. I'm believing that, praise God. I, I don't believe I'm up here wasting my breath. I believe, I believe you're going to receive it. This is a, for you, praise God. I want you to make it. I want you to make it. And you're not going to make it by not running the race. You're not going to make it by just sitting down and letting God do all the work. It's not going to happen. It's just to run, press toward. Run the race with faith. Lay aside every weight and every sin that so easily besets us and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. That's what the Bible says. I'm going to shock you. And please don't get mad at me, okay? Do nothing, do nothing Christians ain't going to heaven. Oh, and I know a lot of people hearing me on the internet. Do nothing Christians that don't do anything to advance faith in their life and, and, and faith in someone that's not going to heaven. If you're a do nothing Christian... And just want to get in by the skin of your teeth? There's no skin on your teeth. <laughs> right? People say, I'm just going to tie a knot and hang on. Listen, you don't have to. Uh, if, if, it's, if it's that desperate for you, heaven shouldn't be that way. You should be looking for him. You should be looking for the day when he comes. You don't have to turn him. Let me read a few. Uh, I'm going to kind of paraphrase. John 14.3 says, he comes, our goals, and prepare a place for us. That where we are, there he may be also. Where we are. Where's Jesus right now? In heaven. Where's Jesus? He's sitting on the right hand of God the Father. Where's every saint that believed in him and died? They're in heaven around the throne. Listen, I guess as a human being, I can't imagine what that looks like. To see God on his throne and see Jesus on the right hand, and the, the, the millions of Christians that have died throughout the years around that throne. And all they're saying is, holy, holy. <laughs> Ooh, I feel that. <laughs> holy is the Lord. Holy, holy, holy is God Almighty, the creator of heaven and earth. They're worshiping God. I can't wait to be one of them. <laughs> I can't wait to be standing next to my brothers that went on before me. I can't wait to be singing my, the praises of God right in the face of the Father and the Son. And, and listen, it, 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 there's revival in heaven, brother, every second of the day. Every year passes by, revival never quits. 
The presence of God is moving. I've had the Spirit of God move them a lot of times, but nothing like I'm going to feel up there, praise God. Seriously, there's going to be a rush of the Spirit of God all over every day, every second. Man, I feel so great when God is moving on my life. I feel the presence of God when God, when I feel I could sing, I could worship. No problem of worshiping and lifting my hands because God's presence is real. But to be in his presence, physically in his presence, every day, knowing I'm standing before him young and healthy, Come on, somebody. No feeble parts of my body will be there. I'll be restored. Well, I'll be glorified even better than I was when I was young. Just, just my God. Beautiful day it's going to be when we're going to be in this presence. I'm going to heaven. Heaven is here. Heaven is close. Is heaven your home? This is not a, this is not a fairy tale. It's real. It's real. I said, it's real. And we're going to go one day. We're going to meet the Lord. I go and prepare a place for you. Philippians 3.20 says, for, for your conversation has to be that of heaven. In other words, you can't be talking like the world. Your life has to be a testimony of what? Of heaven. Your testimony has to be, your, your, your conversation, the way you speak, has to be somebody that believes you're going to heaven. We're too busy talking about other things. We ought to be talking about Jesus. We ought to be talking about heaven. It's soon. He's coming. Hallelujah. John 14, 2 says, I, my father's house, in my father's house are many mansions. For not so, I would have told you. That one of the mansions is mine. <laughs> One of them is mine. Like I said, my house is going to make the White House look like an outhouse. <laughs> the, we, we, we can't even comprehend in our mind what heaven's like. The glory that's in that place. The majesty that's there. We can't imagine the peace that's there. We can't imagine the hope, the, the, the faith that is there, the love, the worship that is there. I can't. I can only give you a little picture of it. I'm pretty sure it's a lot more than I can bring out of my mouth. My, in my father's house are many mansions. Those mansions, one of them is mine. I go to prepare a place for you. Matthew uh, 6.20 says, Lay up for yourself not treasures on this earth, but in heaven. It also says in Matthew that wherever your treasures are, <laughs> so your, heart your heart will be also. If you're not placing your, heart, your treasures in heaven and you put it on this earth, then you don't know him. Listen, I, I know we go through times and we're learning and we don't understand all that yet. But you know, listen, if, you're not heart, if your heart's not toward heaven, if your treasures are not fixed toward heaven, come on. If you, you plan on staying here a while, then you can stay. I, I was telling the Lord, the Lord, if the rapture happens, you can, be, you can preach on Sunday or pastor of the church if you want. She said, no, I don't want to. I'm gone. Whatever happens to this church after, I'm gone and you're gone. It's going to be up to God. But where you lay your treasures up, there will your heart be also, Right? I'm going home. Heaven's close. First Corinthians, you don't have to turn them already. Uh, this is uh, uh, 15, verse 55. All death, where is your sting? Listen, if you're going to heaven, death shouldn't be a problem. Oh, grave, where's your victory? See, for you and me, the, you know, if we die before he comes back, that's not the end. <laughs> That might have captured my physical body, but who I am won't be there. <laughs> I won't be there. I won't be there because the part that gave his life to Jesus is with the Lord. So, listen, you can imagine that many people today, that's, the, that's their mentality. Oh, when you die, you're going six feet under. You might be going six feet under, but I ain't going six feet under. I'm not. Victory over death. Victory over the grave. Victory over disease and sickness and, 
and, and hell. Come on, somebody. I'm going to heaven. Heaven's not far off. Heaven's my home. Heaven's my home. Don't, don't, don't think about the earth. Live on this as long as God allows you, but don't, don't plan to put your riches here. The richest people that ever, the Rockefellers, the, uh, all these people here, they owned the oil industry when it first started off. They owned the railroads and, and, and some other, they had a bunch of them that was, you know, the Rockschilds and all these people here. You know, everyone died. The ones that started all that stuff got rich. You know how much they took with them? Not one penny. And if they didn't turn to the Lord, they're in hell today. And they would come back and sit where Yvette's at right now. If they can get out of hell, they would live on the top of a dung heap with the chance to hear the gospel, with the chance to give their life to Jesus because they know there's a, heaven to, a hell to gain if they don't serve Christ. They would turn everything up, live in rags, live on the bridge, homeless, if they had a chance to hear, sit where y'all at this morning, with the chance to hear the gospel. There's many millions and millions of billions by now that has faced death and op opened their eyes to hell. And today they're wailing and howling and, and suffering. And there'll never be a relief of pain. There'll never be a ceasing of pain. There'll be everything you could think of on them, and they'll never see an end of it. But for you to have, listen, you're on this side. See, you're on this side of the grave, right? You don't have to go that place. You don't have to face this. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Where your treasures is, that's where your heart will be also. First uh, Corinthians chapter two, verse nine. I want you to turn there for this, and that's gonna be my last one. Okay, this is this is when it ministered to me. First Corinthians chapter two, verse nine. This place is yours. Heaven is your home. I can't, imagine, <laughs> I can't imagine in my mind imagine how wonderful heaven is. As bad as hell is, heaven on the flip side is as equally good. As, as evil and as corrupt and as defiled as hell is, heaven's on the flip side gracious and wonderful and everything I could name good. When I think about when Jesus was dying on the cross and he told the people of Israel, he says, who do you want me to release? Jesus or Barabbas? And God's asking, what do you want? Hell or heaven? Jesus is heaven. Satan is Barabbas. Darkness is Barabbas. Barabbas was a murderer. He was an insurrectionist. He was causing chaos. But they take Barabbas against over Jesus, which did for three and a half years miracles, untold miracles. John said it was even possible. All the books on the earth couldn't contain the miracles he had done. And they choose a thief, a murderer. Well, that's kind of what's happening. If you don't choose Jesus, then you choose Barabbas. If you don't choose Jesus, heaven, you choose Barabbas, hell. But it says here, you know, if the Bible says there's a heaven, you better believe it, right? The Bible says this place, it says, and I said, verse 9. It says, let me find my spot. Okay. But as it is written, I had not seen. <laughs> Somebody, listen to me. <laughs> I had not seen. I had not seen, nor ear heard. 
nor entered into the heart of man. You know what that means? You can't imagine what heaven's like. You can't imagine what, my God, what God has prepared for you. I had not seen, nor ear had heard, not entered, ever entered into the heart of man. What, what? <laughs> For him who loves him. We can talk about heaven to what we blew in the flesh. We can't even touch. How wonderful. No eye has ever seen it. I'm talking about physical. I'm talking about ears that ever heard. Nor ever entered. I can imagine the greatest place on the universe and still can't come close. Because it's not possible to be able to understand how wonderful is the things that I want to go there. <laughs> I want to know what I don't know. It's good. I want to know what I can't see that is of God. I want to know it. It's good. You can choose that or you can choose hell. Come on, where the worm died not, where the fires never quench. Come on, somebody. Come on, where death and rottenness and corruption is going to be there for eternity. You think I want to give up. The goodness I cannot understand and can't see and never entered into my heart how wonderful it is for hell, for darkness, for sickness and corruption. Close your Bible. There's a little guy that I know. When I was pastoring hands and he came, he'd uh, call him Little Billy. Little Billy was playing with a gun. Russian roulette. Russian roulette. That's what it was. I remember him. And listen, he wasn't lying because I felt his skull. I could put my, like, like, a, like a crack, you know, on top of his head. The bullet hole was still there. I put my finger in it. And he was playing Russian roulette. He had never read a Bible. And he died. Got the, got the, got the bullet. And this is a true story. Some, listen, I'm not playing with you. He said he saw hell, Chucky. He said the fire was like it was rolling. He said it was misery and suffering. He said it stunk so much you could smell it. That's how bad it was. And he saw worms eating people that big around. He showed me that with his finger. In and out. And he came back. God allowed him to come back. And he, he, he told his mama, he said, Mama, don't you see them? said he saw an angel of God. said he was so big, he was like he had to bend his head to get in the room. His mom was a Christian. And she said, he, he, don't you see him? <laughs> the boy gave his life to Jesus. Now he was going, I don't I talked to him years, I don't know what he's doing now, but he was, he was testifying. But it kind of reminded me with, with Lazarus. You remember the beggar in Lazarus? Lazarus was taken, and the rich man died, and Lazarus died. He was a poor beggar begging at the gates for one morsel of food. But now Lazarus was comforted, and the rich man was in torment. And the rich man was, you see, he was tormented. The Bible says he was tormented in this flame. He was burning. He wanted, my God. He wanted Lazarus, Abraham. He saw Abraham across. That was before Jesus died. I have to get in there about the Greek gulf fix that separates. You know, it was paradise. That's what Jesus told the, 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 uh, the thief on the cross. Today you'll be with me in paradise. Jesus had to go down to paradise and preach to these Old Testament saints. And they had to receive him. They couldn't get to heaven until Jesus had died. But anyway, the rich man saw across that. He could see Abraham and Lazarus, the beggar. Now he was comforted. And the, the rich man was in torment. He said, send Lazarus that he may dip his finger in water. Cool my tongue. For I'm tormented in this flame. Then Abraham told him, he said, you remember in your life where you had good things and Lazarus had bad? Now he's comforted and you're tormented. Well, he said, go tell my, go tell my, send Lazarus to tell my brothers that they should repent so they don't come to this place. He said, if they're not going to obey Moses and the prophets, they won't be persuaded. The one rose from the dead. You think somebody coming from the dead in that graveyard, going around and preaching, you think that it's going to win Coda Homes? 
That's not what the Bible says. It says if they don't believe this book, this is what God chose to leave us, right? This is what he chose us to show us what Jesus was about, his word. They're not going to believe the book. They're going to believe Moses. See, back then they had Moses and the prophets, but now we got the New Testament. We got better light in them. They're not going to believe Moses and the prophets. They won't be persuaded that one rose from the dead. I want to go to heaven. <laughs> I don't want somebody that got more praying in hell than he got in, on, on, in the church. Some lost loved ones praying, Lord, send somebody to tell them not to come to this place. Send somebody to tell them. Somebody's telling you this morning, which I believe all of you know the Lord. I don't know your hearts, but send somebody. Don't let them come to this place. The other day, I was telling Yvette, and I don't blame him. I'm scared to hear it. They had a, and I, saw, I was watching a video on it. They have a place in Siberia where they drill the deepest they ever drilled. Chicken. To today, it's a world record. And the place is abandoned. You don't see that. They end up capping it off. You know, you cap off a well with, those, with a plate and those rings. You, you screw them together. And they went down there, and they, brought, they wanted to hear the, the earth moving or whatever. I don't know what you're trying to do. It was a high-powered heat mic where it could take so much heat. And they got down the deepest they ever went. The mic melted. But before it melted, it picked up human screams. I could still hear them. Oh, thousands of them. Men and women. You could hear. I wish you would hear that. The Bible says God has placed hell beneath the earth. Now people say, well, I don't know about that. Well, <laughs> it sure scared the hell out of me. Sure sounds like people to me. And they were wailing and they were moaning. You should have heard that. Ah, you could hear women, men, children, just crowd. Listen, it made my hair go back on the back of This book is real, man. And these people that were doing that got up. They quit. They capped the hole and they abandoned the whole operation. These were not Christians. These were people, Russians. Poly, they were atheists. It scared them so much. They left that hole, and they capped it off, and they ran. Now, they know what they're listening to. They know that wasn't no seismographic sounds or whatever. They know what they heard. Oh, but the Christian church, oh, that ain't good. God wouldn't do that. Don't tell me God ain't good. God does what he wants to do. He don't even give my permission or your permission for anything. But you know who rejected it? The church. Come on, somebody. I want to be scared out of hell. <laughs> I want the hell scared out of me. Praise God. Listen, these people, listen, I, I, man, the things that, man, my hair went up. I said, man, I can think about everybody I know that I know wouldn't say is there. If an atheist, uh, they, if they, they ran off, they, you ought to see the place. It's abandoned. It's a building with, with a, with a, it has a well, you know, you're coming out of the ground, has a pipe, and it bolted it all off and they left. Left the major operation just like that. I believe it's real. You need to go, 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 go Google it. Sounds from hell. Go, listen, I, it made me think about everything in the Bible. I said, Lord. Oh, go! I'll challenge you. You don't have to, do it. but I listen to it. And it, listen, tell me what you think. I don't want to go there, <laughs> whether it's real, whether they heard or not. I don't. I can see it magnifying greater than that. More. Listen, I can't. I don't want to go there. Stand up with me, praise God. Heaven is close. <laughs> no, I know you need hurting. Heaven's. Soon. We're almost there. Is the matter? We're, we're almost there. Why would we want to quit? Why would we want to give up now? I feel the Holy Ghost. I, 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 I'm going to go home and meditate on that. <laughs> Why would we want to give up now, Chucky? 
Seriously, think about it. What, what do we, why, why give up? Look. Those, those news reports you've seen on TV, that's just like you're reading the Bible. Seriously. One place I saw, they're calling it biblical proportions now. Where, 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 where uh, uh, creek, uh, grasshoppers and everything's coming in, eating fields and, and tearing things up. Bugs flying from swarms coming up out on people. I said, man. I said, it was in the days of Noah. So shall the coming of the Son of Man. They were eating and drinking. They were mad. And it was going on with their life. That's like a lot of the church today. They're just going on with their life. Now, Jesus ain't coming. We can have fun now. It ain't time for the Lord to come. Oh, but they're going to be awakened. They're going to be surprised. Where's the promise of his coming? That's what Peter said. For all these things that happened since creation. Do you know there's not a prophecy in the Bible that has to be fulfilled for Christ to come back? Everything has been fulfilled. Israel became a nation in 1948. No nation on this earth has ever, that has ever happened to. You can go back and you can study history. Israel, all, all Israel's in, the Amorites, the Malachites, the Edomites. All, all, they ain't there. They're all gone and they don't exist. But Israel became a, a nation in 1948. And it says in that season... You know, in that, in, in, in that generation, there's going to be a sign for the Son of Man. It never happened. 1948, 1969, Israel captured Jerusalem. That hadn't happened in thousands of years. They recaptured Jerusalem as their, the, the, the city of David. The capital of Israel. Never happened. Thousands of years, the Bible says the Lord would bring his people back into his land. They would gather from all the winds of the earth and be gathered, God's people be gathered back. Right now, that little piece of land is the most fought against, most disputed than any piece of land in, in, America, in, in, I mean in the world. It says in the Bible that it become a trembling cup for all nations. What do you think they talk about when they go to the United Nations, they talk about Israel, giving up more land, giving up Jerusalem, giving up, and they're still fighting. The Muslims hate the thought of them being in there. They hate the thought that God, Satan hates the thought. What do you think Hitler was trying to do? He was trying to obliviate the Jewish people because if Satan knew if he could have done that, God's prophecies would never happen. But he did. <laughs> God rose up, world leaders, and, and fought. <laughs> And now, you know, so you, you think about the, the Holocaust, uh, the things that he'd done to these poor Jews would make your skin crawl, making, their, making themselves lambs out of their skins and, and, and doing all, burning their bodies alive and doing, oh, man, it was horrible. But they still did not defeat. <laughs> Bible said this would happen before Christ would come back, and I can go on and on and on. But I don't want to go to hell. I wouldn't, listen, we're too close. Home is too close. Heaven's coming. Man, I feel good saying that. I tell you the honest truth, I feel peace. Because when the world loses hope, loses hope, we have our hope. They had an atheist one time, he died, and he was in the cask, he had his best suit on. One guy said, look at that, he's all dressed up with nowhere to go. <laughs> he's going somewhere. <laughs> But he has no hope. When I look at these poor people roaming the streets and defying God and defying everything the Word says, they have no hope. They don't even know they're dying. Come on, Holy Ghost. Don't they know they're going to face judgment? Don't they know one day they're going to have to close their eyes in death? I, my favorite thing when I ask somebody to, uh, somebody is you know sharing witnesses. I said, where are you going to go when you die? I don't know. A lot of people, I don't know. I don't know. I can tell you, if you don't know, you're not going to heaven. I'm going to heaven. And I'm not being self-righteous. That's, that's what I, I know to believe in the word. That's my personal walk with God. I'm going to heaven. And you should feel the same way. Don't let people try to talk you out of that. You're going to heaven because of Jesus. You're going to heaven because of what you accepted what he did at Calvary. You're going to heaven. Not because you're perfect. <laughs> That's the case. We're all in trouble. Aren't we? 
Because you're saved. Because you're going forward. Because you're pressing toward the mark of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for today. Lord, I thank you that we're going to heaven. <laughs> Lord, I pray today that your Holy Spirit would put heaven on our mind. And heaven's our home. That we're looking for that day. That we're going to see Jesus. That we're going to be with him. Lord, that we're going we're gonna to rule and reign with him. Father, right now, I ask for everyone in this church that's listening to me, and those over the internet would find peace in your word, in your promise of heaven. That heaven would be their hope. That they got to know that there's a devil that's trying to steal this from them. And, and, and me, everyone here. Father, give us the boldness to stand up. Says, I am not going to let you take heaven from me, devil. I'm not going to let you defeat me. I'm going to press toward the mark of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Where my treasures are, listen to me out this morning, where our treasures are, there will our heart be also. Awesome. 